and how we all fared with our picks for this week. So, looking at the picks from this week, it wasn't great, guys. We, we, we did not do well. I, Some of you didn't do well. All right, you didn't do great. All right. So, I, mean, so I did pretty good. I did pretty good. You did, you did worse than you did the week before, so... Yeah, that's so, still did good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so I'm bringing up the reader. Uh, I went 6-10 and 10 with my picks this week. Todd, you went 7-9. and nine. And Reese got the first place this week with 10-4. and four. And I'm bringing, up the bringing our totals up to Reese in the lead at 22-9. and nine. Todd's in second at 20-13. and 13. And I'm bringing up the rear at 18 and 15. Website of their choice. And just a reminder, everybody, they want. at the end of the uh, NFL season, the person with the best record for all the weeks gets a $100 gift card to the website of their choice. I might be a good whatever they want. Um, Todd probably would be diecast cars for NASCAR. Yeah, you know what? Reese, I don't know what you would buy. Sports car. Probably buy some packs or something. Yeah, some packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I might be. I might be a good podcaster and upgrade my equipment a little bit more, guys. Come on. Uh, oh my. Think of the process. No, nah, who, who needs that? Hey, this is a, no, Look. this isn't business related. This is strictly for pleasure when you win. Exactly. Look, look all, all I got to say about the picks is it's good to be where I should be, rightfully in first place. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> took it. I took it down. You know what? It's it a, happens to the best of us. <laughs> dude, all you do is pick your favorite teams every week, and they get lucky. So, <laughs> hey, they didn't get lucky this week. Yeah, dog, no, you got to quit picking the Broncos every week. Like that needs to stop ASAP. Dude, to be honest, this week I can't really blame it on Russell Wilson. Like his offensive line gave him absolutely no time to get anything thrown the ball because. They couldn't run. They couldn't do anything. The defense carried that game so hard. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it was a little rough to watch. Really, (laughs) a little bit. The first quarter was good if you're a Broncos fan. The rest of the game sucked. Oh, yeah. Russ was riding in the first quarter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was good. He, he yeah, we that went, went, right as he was walking away from the podium. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? No. I mean, he went 10 for 10 in the first quarter. But, yeah, that I saw a statistic that as a team they had 19 yards in the fourth quarter. Third or fourth quarter, I don't remember which one. But, yeah, one quarter the offense mustered an entire 19 yards in a whole 15-minute period, 19 yards. Yeah, you're not going to win a lot of football games doing that. Should have got it down. No. Yeah. But that also implements on how bad the Chargers played, too, considering they still only the won by a field goal. I'm taking so. the Yeah, the Chargers yeah, weren't meshing first... offensively either. It was the first game in 30 straight games that Herbert didn't throw a touchdown. 
I saw a lot of people were mad about that because right before kickoff, DraftKings did a like a special little thing. It was like plus 100 on Herbert to throw a touchdown, and they were like, oh, he's, he's thrown a touchdown in 30 straight games. This is easy money. And then it didn't hit, so a bunch of people were trying to call the NFL rigged. But, <laughs> hey, DraftKings, DraftKings made a quick, easy 10 mil off that. So, hey, right, you win yeah. some, you lose some when you're betting. Unless you live in Nebraska where it's illegal. so Exactly. Yeah, I can't bet. Yeah. I can't do anything fun here. All right. So anyway, uh, fun little fact for the week: I went to a Megadeth concert in Denver and saw the Avalanche's uh, 2022 Stanley Cup banner. It's beautiful. It looks amazing hanging sure. in the rafters. Sure. Looks great. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Well, all right, man. Just cracked that can open. I just want to point out. You know how people always say that it's like cracking a can at night sounds super loud? I don't know if anybody's ever cracked a can open while you're wearing headphones doing a podcast, but that was absolutely brutal in my headset. <laughs> that, that hurt my ears. Uh, next one, I'll mute my mic or something. <laughs> I didn't – it didn't bother me. Hey, none. Dude, it was so loud in my headset. <laughs> <laughs> it was so loud. Yes, because – for RIP. Right? All right. Let's get back on track. Let's get into the week seven of the NFL games so I can tarnish my record even more and my credentials for thinking <laughs> I know anything about the NFL. All right. First game of the week Thursday night football. Saints going down to Arizona to play the Cardinals. And Reese. I'm What's hopping funny. on the train with you this week, and I'm going with the Saints. Yeah, because better. Kyler Murray <laughs> let me down so bad this week in fantasy football. I knew I should have started Joe Burrow, but I didn't, and I screwed myself. So Why on earth did you start Look, Kyler Murray and your fantasy team over Joe Burrow? You should have known as soon as Overwatch 2 had their double XP weekend was that Kyler Murray wasn't going to do <laughs> I had to come over. I didn't. I didn't know until after that for starting him, dude. <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> I took a chance and it backfired. Look, I'm sorry. As much as as much as I love the Saints, their defense has just not been it this year. They played like uh, they've had like a top ten unit for like six straight years or something, and I think that ends this year. Their their defense is terrible. Joe Burrow killed them last week, mostly in the second half of that game. They kind of kept them in check in the first half, and then. Joe Burrow and Jamar kind of did their thing in the fourth quarter. But Arizona also played Seattle and mustered a whole, like, was it six or nine points? I don't even remember. They didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, great. It was either six or nine. It was terrible. It was nine, um, nine to 19. Yeah. Look, if it was any but other team, I think me, I wouldn't choose the Saints here, but – being that Arizona is equally bad, even though they get DeAndre Hopkins back, even though they just traded for Robbie Anderson, I still don't trust Kyler Murray. They have no run game. They're all hurt. Their third string running back is their starter. Their defense isn't playing for sh- anything. I think uh, hopefully yeah. this week <laughs> the Saints get some receivers back. Because, <laughs> uh, what, Michael Thomas didn't play. He was supposed to. 
Um, Jarvis Landry's still out. Who knows when uh, Chris, Chris Olave comes back. He got knocked out a couple weeks ago. So the oh, Saints yeah, really struggled passing the ball. Yeah. I mean, when your number one receiver is like your fourth or fifth string guy, you're just not going to move the ball a lot. Andy Dalton did okay with what he did. I mean, they only ended up losing by like four or five late late score touchdown to Jamar Chase kind of ruin their comeback. But I still think the Saints will win this week. I'm going to choose the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints too. No, I'm still look, on that the Cardinal Yeah, the Cardinals yeah. suck. If it was uh, any other team, I, I would have to not choose the Saints. Yeah, Kyler Murray's like five foot three. Um, can't win in the league when you're that short. Um, <laughs> Ask no, Russell Wilson. Anyway, but yeah, but I don't know. Haven't liked anything I've seen from Cardinals this year. I mean, Saints had a bit of a rough week, but I mean, they still put up a pretty good fight against Cincinnati. So yeah, I'm taking the yeah, Saints. They played one of the better yeah. teams in the league, and they played pretty well against them. So, all right, they're just nice really game. they have a lot of injuries. So. Yeah, we'll Fair see. Enough. All right, next game. The Browns are going to Baltimore to play the Ravens. And, I mean, the Ravens are a better team than her 3-3 record shows. So I don't know I about mean, that one, Chief. I, yeah, I, I they have sure. blown so many leads this year, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean... They've had three, four. I mean, they've blown so many leads, two, but two possession. Yeah, really, the only game I saw him play a complete game was against Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. But I mean, the Browns got absolutely shut down by the Patriots. I mean, lost by like twenty points. So I mean, I think this one's fairly easy for me. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the Ravens might be blowing leads, but I don't think they're not going to lose to Cleveland. Yeah, I'll I'll choose Baltimore too. I don't, I don't believe in them as a top team in the AFC right now, but I think they're better than the Browns. I thought you were going to be the dark horse right there and take the Browns. I'm not going to lie. They've already wow. let you down too much this year for you to take them again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They let you down in the first two weeks. Um, oh, the wrong week. Let's see. Next game, we got the Falcons going to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Oh boy, that should be interesting. Falcons upset. Falcons pulled the off Niners. a surprise this last week. Yeah, we all picked the Niners really to win that them. game. Their uh, their offense kind of showed up a little bit I, in that game. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. But I think I messed Cincy. up last week. I messed up last week going against my boy Joe Shiesty. I'm not doing it two weeks in a row. Going yeah, to me neither. Bengals. Yeah, I'll go yeah. with I'll go with Cincy too. I don't. The Falcons are surprisingly, like, not great, but good this year. And are, is playing really good against teams that should be blowing them out, really. Because let's be honest, Atlanta does not have a good roster on paper, but they're somehow really sticking into games and being in a position to win football games they shouldn't be. So, You know, speaking of but the Bengals, like last Cincy. week, I should have just known. Yeah, Cincy. I should have just known that um, Joe Burrow was just going to ball out when he showed up in Jamar Chase's old uh, LSU jersey. jersey. LSU yeah. jersey. 
I should have just known that he was going to absolutely ball out last week, and he did. All right. Next game, the Detroit Lions going up against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Oh, Cowboys all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Dak is supposed to be back this week. No doubt. That's true. I'm still going to choose what I think he's supposed to start. Supposed to start practice Wednesday, I believe, is what what I read on on Twitter earlier today. So we'll see. Did you guys see Cooper Rush's first half QBR from last week? No, I didn't. It was it terrible. One point zero. <laughs> one point zero. They said it was the yeah, well, lowest. What, didn't he throw two interceptions? QBR for a first half since Peyton Manning in two thousand and thirteen. Ooh, that's rough. Damn. Yeah. I mean, you know, the hype train can only go on for so Peyton. long. You know, I mean, that was yeah, that was broken neck, Peyton. <laughs> you know, I mean, eventually, you know, you're playing playing that well, you're gonna fall off a little bit. So, you know, I think, you know, I can't imagine yeah, that they'll the defense was really good too. That's yeah, true. yeah. I mean, you went up against the now six and zero Eagles. I mean, you knew that was gonna be a tough one to win anyway no matter who your quarterback was. And, I mean, Cooper Rush is playing phenomenal football, minus that one half where he literally had a 1.0 QB rating. So, I don't know. I think they'll bounce yeah, back. I, Detroit's I mean, clearly not as good, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Detroit does, did have their buys, so they've had plenty of time to game plan, so something could happen. But the last game they played, they got blown out. So They got shut maybe out. Maybe they were New pretending England. for the first couple of weeks. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm still taking All Dallas, right. though. Yeah. yeah. Next game. Uh, Green Bay going down to D.C. to play the Commanders. Oh, that's going to be a terrible game. I, know, I really think, I really think yeah. this game is going to be a little bit more interesting than some of the other games. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time the Packers have lost back-to-back games in the Matt LaFleur era. So. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, Carson Wentz is hurt. Is going to miss several weeks with a broken finger or broken thumb, whatever. So, I mean, starting a second-string QB and Taylor Heineke, I mean, even though Carson Wentz wasn't much of an improvement, yeah, I'm still going to – I wish they – I like Tyler Heineke. Yeah. I think he plays he plays hard football, and I like that. But – Real hard. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I can go against – the Packers in this game. No. So I'm, taking, I'm taking the Packers. I don't know. There's man. no way Green Bay loses three know, games man. in a row. Think about it, though, right? Aaron Rodgers, that second half, Randall Cobb goes out. Who does he target? Robert Tunyon. You know, Robert Tunyon, I think, had nine catches in that second half of that game. He doesn't really trust Romeo Dobbs. Um, he trusts Alan Lazard, but how far can you get with just Alan Lazard and Tunyon? I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm really split in this game. You guys are. I taking think they're the really Packers. starting I don't to. Know how many more games we're going to split? I'm I'm actually. So I'm I think I. My pick. I'm going with the Commanders, just because I think this that's, is the that's season what I was about that, to say. that Rogers and Brady are just going to be completely washed. I don't. I don't think either one of them is going to have a good but, season this year, and I'm just based on that alone. I'm going with the Commanders. I'm going with the Packers. There's no go way they're going to lose three too. straight. Look, man, Rodgers made a terrible financial decision when he re-signed and didn't allow himself to get traded to Denver. 
I think sure he's really Denver. missing Devontae Adams badly. Oh, for sure. I think that offense <laughs> does not have a number one Without receiver. And really, outside oh, no, of Alan Lazard, all these receivers are receiver. way too young. Alan Lazard is good, but he's like, not a number one receiver. I don't think they'd even have like a wide receiver, too, if they went to a lot of other teams. Well, Al- Alan Lazard is a good receiver. Uh, I think he uh, he's played good, but if Rodgers wasn't playing yeah. like complete crap this year. Yeah, the Commanders have but, a good D line. All right, so Commanders. All right, we get it. We, we spent too much time. We got to go into the next game. I think this is a pretty <laughs> easy pick for this game. It's the Bucks going to Carolina to play the Panthers. I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah, even as bad as they played in Pittsburgh, you know, week three, Tom Brady divorce tour, you know, going to Bucks. <laughs> one and one in his Tom divorce Brady tour, by the way. I know, I know. One and one. It's really but good. I, yeah, him. I'm going with the Bucks too. The Screaming Panthers are a bad football team. This week on the sideline, just ripping them out. I mean, just divorces him hard. Dude, he's like a a first sergeant in the military, like in the Marines or something. Like he's having family problems, and he's just taking it out on everybody at work. That's what it reminds me of. (laughs) Yeah. Taking the Bucks? The Bucks. I'm not taking the Panthers. You never know with you sometimes, man. You like the Dark Horse every once in a while. Now, Reese, I I think this one's going to hurt a little bit for you. Oh, yeah, this, this next game, one. This next one, I think it's going to hurt you a little bit taking a pick because it's the New York Giants going down to Jacksonville against the Jaguars. New York Giants, easy. I'm not taking Danny that quarters, baby. Danny quarters. Danny quarters, baby. Man, since week one, I've been on this New York Giants high train, and I am so happy they beat the Ravens, dude. Saquon Barkley is the man right now. He, you know, he made a lot of fantasy owners mad when he didn't run in for that touchdown, including me. I have him on my fantasy team. But I was down 60 points, so it didn't matter. I was going to lose with a yeah, right touchdown from Saquon. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Todd. I gave yeah. you your first win. That's a freebie. <laughs> I felt bad. Yeah. Dude, I whipped your ass by 50 points. Might have been my first win, but, dog, I slaughtered you. Dude, my bench, I don't know if you looked at my bench, but it was Nobody on my bench scored points. That was the best lineup I could have had. Oh my I had god! Like three players injured, and everyone else on a bye. <laughs> my bench, like that, it's so bad right now. That's brutal. But, this uh, is the first yeah, time this season dude. I've fielded a full roster in my fantasy because I've had so many people hurt. <laughs> yeah, I feel the pain. I feel the pain, dude. But yeah, New York is just playing such good football. Where are they? Five and one, right? They really are. Yeah, is it five one one or four one one? Five actually, one, dude. I actually and their one loss was only by like Giants three points. This week. Yeah, I actually watched the Giants game this week, and I have to say, Danny Dimes was looking like Danny Quarters. Quarters. I Danny motherfucking Danny quarters. quarters, baby. Was throwing, <laughs> he was throwing some absolute darts last week, dude. Throwing what, some absolute what quarters. Sucks. What sucks for him is that his receivers are so bad. So yeah, bad. I mean, this is like but... everybody was saying coming into this season that this was like his make it or break it season. Like you're gonna have to play well, or you're gonna be off. Like you're gonna be a backup, and he's he's proven himself. I'll give him that. He's, he's gotta stay away from too. the turf monster. And he should be all right. 
Yeah, you know? he's 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 All always right. had the piece or not the pieces, but the ability. Yeah. Maybe they make the trade for DJ Moore, you know. Get him a real number one receiver. True. Yeah, I'm sure DJ Moore wants to get away from Baker Mayfield. For sure. All right, what do we got next? TJ Walker. All right. (laughs) Next game. Colts going to Tennessee to face King Henry and the Titans. I'm not going to lie. I have... I don't know never. I didn't see any highlights or anything from that. That's game. because they were on a bye. So, they were on a bye. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. Explains <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee was on their bye. That's why you didn't like, see no King Henry the, the whole past couple of days, like Sunday and Monday. <laughs> I didn't see any stats or anything from from Henry and the Titans. Like, but um, yeah, the I'm taking Tennessee. I think you got yeah Henry coming off of a bye week. He's going to be refreshed. He's going to be ready to go. I think he's going to run the ball really hard, really well this week. So I'm taking Tennessee. I don't know. The, the Colts Jaguars? surprised us last week, but yeah, I'm going but with the Tennessee Jaguars. Too, really ran. Bye. The Jaguars kind of ran all over the Colts' defense in the first half of that game. Second half was a different team. Yeah. So I I expect Derrick Henry to come out and just run rampant on this Colts' defense. Shaq Leonard, I think, is still injured. He's been in, like, concussion protocol for, like, five weeks or something like that. Like, he he got a concussion in the second week of the season, I think, and he hasn't come back to play. Um, Yeah, they got to take those seriously now. Oh, I wonder why. Mm. <laughs> I just really hope Jonathan Taylor plays this week, dude. He's been out for two weeks. Yeah, this is, I think, I don't think he's ever missed time when it comes from college to pro, and he's missed two weeks in a row. He was a game-time decision, and they decided not to play him, so I imagine he might be coming back, but if I he mean, doesn't, uh, his backup really, played really well. I don't even know his name. It's like, it's, he's one of the best running backs in the league. You can't play him. I mean, if he's at risk to make an injury worse, you're not going to risk that for your team versus letting him sit an extra week. So, yeah, that division sucks good. anyway. So, like, pick in the league on my fantasy team, and he's gotten me like a total of hey, like forty points over the first six weeks. You you had you, you had deals, you had deals in place. I told you I'd make a deal with you, and you refused. You really want him? What do you now I don't know. Taylor? I traded all yeah, my exactly. running backs away now. I I got to keep him. I made other deals. I tell you, one person I'm not getting rid of this year is Josh Jacobs. He's balling out for me right now. Yeah, he's been playing really good. Okay, speaking of Josh Jacobs, the next game is the Texans going down to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Huh. A bit of a tough I, one there. I want yeah. to say both of those teams are they both coming off a bye? I know the I think they're both are. coming off a bye. Let me check last week. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Texans. Uh, I can't remember if the Texans played last the week. The Texans did not play last week. They're both coming off of a bye. Week. So they're both coming off a bye. But honestly, both ready to go. The yeah, the Raiders. You know they played. They played well down in Kansas City, and they didn't end up winning, but they played really well. But the Texans are also coming off a win against the Jaguars. 
where they didn't put up a whole bunch of points, I, I really do expect the the Las Vegas Raiders here to kind of come out, put on a little bit of a show, uh, really get back on track. I don't know if Darren Waller's playing. Um, he got injured in that game against Kansas City, but their offense kind of rolled without him. Josh Jacobs is uh, running for a contract because the Raiders didn't pick up his fifth year. So I, ex- I expect Las Vegas to win. A pretty dominant. Yeah, Las game. Vegas is like Las Vegas is a lot better than their record shows. You know, they've played really good teams and lost by like a single score in every game. So I, think I mean, all of their games. yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders here. Yeah, seven points or less in every loss. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders here. They just when they get in these close games, they're going to have to find a way to win. So, but I don't think this will be a close game. Well, yeah. All right. Better not ask Scott Frost for any advice. <laughs> All right. Next game. Uh, the Jets are going to Denver to play the Broncos. And I, I'm looking at the screen. I'm looking at my computer. And Denver's favored to win this game somehow. Not wow. a chance. Dude, the, not hate, a chance. the hate on the New York teams this year is insane. Besides the Jets Buffalo. just went... Yeah, besides Buffalo. Dude, the Jets are looking like actual contenders. I think they're third in the AFC, third or fourth in the AFC right now. They're four and two. They just beat the crap out of the Packers after just slaughtering the Dolphins two weeks ago. Like I said last week, Brees Hall is him. Yeah. Yeah, did you see Sauce Gardner? Sauce Gardner. After the game, put on a cheese head and was walking around, and Adam yeah, Lazard knocked it off his head. Yeah, I came dude, smacked I don't him in the back of the head. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, because we've seen Denver in like fourteen primetime games this year, we I know that something. Denver isn't going to play well again. I what time slot is this? Is this another primetime game or no? No, it's three oh five. Oh, thank God! I okay, saw, thank God. I saw another thing on the Broncos have three more primetime games this year. I know, dude. Well, it's because coming into <laughs> yeah. the season, you know, that was one of the things that everybody thought that the Broncos were really missing was just a QB. So they go out and sign, you know, Russ for two hundred and forty some million dollars, and he hasn't done anything. So you know, they were high hopes for them coming into the season. So yeah, it made sense to slot them on primetime, however many times, like what six times this year. Yeah, it made sense, but it just hasn't worked yeah. out. And now we're stuck watching miserable football games every week this one because they be put miserable. Denver in every primetime game. The Jets will slaughter. You're miserable if you're a Broncos It'll fan. It'll be a fun game to watch. Oh yeah, I'm not a Broncos fan, so. <laughs> Look, yeah, I mean, I'm picking the Jets. They're flying high. Like they're Zach on a roll Wilson, right now. Zach Wilson and his Cougar powers are just really transforming this team. Dude, he's banging moms and throwing bombs. Like, that's all there is to it. I'm picking the Jets all the way. Yeah, and so am I. Dude, that defense is fun to watch right now, too. Their secondary is playing at a high level. Their defensive line is terrorizing. You know, New York Jets have always had, at least for like the past, like, I feel like decade plus, just a dominant defensive line, and offensively they're playing great. And their 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 special teams played really well in Lambeau. They blocked two punts, I think, 
took one back for a touchdown. You know, when your special teams yeah, is yeah. playing elite, you're going to win football games. And, you know, All right, what, they have to score on. 15 points to win? Wait, Broncos, wait. <laughs> they only have to score two touchdowns to win this game, maybe even just one. All right, so, we're moving on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seahawks versus the Chargers, all right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> who, who are we playing? Who are we picking against now? The Seahawks <laughs> are going to L.A. and they're playing the Chargers. All right. What a slobber knocker, right? Yeah. The Chargers, the Chargers really didn't play very well Yeah, against Denver. I mean, to be fair, Denver does have a really, really good defense. Yeah, they do. I will agree with that. So, mm-hmm. I don't think the Seahawks' defense is great. But that's really the only thing that's kept no. Denver in games this year is their defense. Oh, like, yeah, 100%. Like, Denver's only scored 10 points every game this year, but their opponents have only scored 13 points every game this year. Like... It's been a, it's yeah, been pretty dude. good to watch them defensively, like so. I don't know, but you know they're gonna have to score more than. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Seahawks too. Just yeah, Seattle. Seattle's gonna. I think Seattle's gonna come away with this one here. I want to keep seeing Geno play well like the prospect he was supposed to be because he's still playing pretty well and I just want to see him and the Seahawks keep doing well and also because screw Drew Locke from when he played with the Broncos and I want to keep seeing him riding the bench (laughs) to be fair I feel like Drew Locke wasn't really given his dues I don't think he's that bad I don't know if he's a starter but Geno Smith is just I don't know, man. He he just has been finding ways to win. I think they're only three and three, but you know yeah. their losses were I think in division. I know they lost to the Niners. I don't remember who else they lost to. I think they lost to the Falcons by like two or three. So once again, a team that when they lose, it's really close, and then when they win, it's like dominant fashion. Yeah. Um. So I would agree with that. I'm choosing Seattle yeah. on this one. The Chargers, right, yeah. they got to – something's got to give. Seattle, yeah. Yeah. All right. The next game, we're going with the Chiefs going down to San Francisco to play the 49ers. No. no. I think it's a pretty easy pick. I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs all the way. 49ers just lost to the Falcons, yeah. so, yeah, Chiefs. The 49ers have a really great defense like they always do, but their offense really stalled out against Atlanta last week. The Chiefs might not have like the best defense, but they were playing really well against Buffalo. Kept them in check. They only scored 24 points. They still lost, but they lost to Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo is easily the best team in the NFL right right now. And they're going to go play the Niners and the Niners are struggling to score, um, and well, it's going to continue. The Chiefs, the Chiefs don't struggle to score, so that could be a no, pretty big uh, lopsided victory for the Chiefs. So, um, I expect I the Chiefs. It, to win. I think it will be a very lopsided win for the Chiefs. But yeah. all right, Sunday night, 
primetime game. The Steelers are going down to Miami to play the Dolphins. And keep in mind, Tua there's is some rumblings. Yeah, I was about to say there's rumblings to uh might be playing this week. Somehow, some way. From, from what I've seen, is Tua is projected projected to come back and play this week. And Kenny Pickett, I think, is in concussion protocol, so it'll be Mitchell Trubisky back in the reins. He should have never lost the reins. No, honestly, you shouldn't have. Ah. (laughs) Well, from what I heard, like you said a few weeks ago, he wasn't allowed to audible out of plays. You know, I kind of believe he was set up for failure there. So, I mean, yeah, I, I... and there's some, never really got to see what he could do, you know. So I don't think he should have ever been came pulled out, without today, actually giving him a chance. That so he was pulled right before that second half, and I think Peckett got like a series. But apparently, at the halftime of that game, Mitchell Trubisky and Deontay Johnson got into an altercation in the locker room. Whether it was you know physical or not, I, I think it was just an argument. But that was part of the reason why Mitch was ended up being benched in the second half of that game. I think it was kind of just he came out point, like looking at the Steelers' position with Trubisky. I think it was kind of just at the point you might as well let Pitts try and see what's going to happen. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I just felt like it was way too early, and now he's hurt, which isn't their fault. He's in concussion protocol. Like Todd, you said earlier, a lot of teams are taking this very seriously after everything that happened with Tua. So yeah. I, it's a real toss-up for me. I mean, if Tua plays there's a big chance that Miami could get back to where they were just a few weeks ago where they were just a dominant offense scoring 40 points. Yeah. But Mitchell still looked pretty good. I think I'm going to go with Miami, though, just because I don't, I don't trust the Steelers to make a lot of plays. So Teddy Bridgewater's back, too, because I think their other quarterback on it. The Miami Dolphins have had three quarterback injuries this year, so. I don't know. I just think if Tua plays and he doesn't get knocked out, that they have a really solid chance of winning the game. So, Yeah, I think if Tua plays, it'll be a pretty easy pick on who to go. I mean, granted, <clears throat> uh, granted the Steelers knocked off the Bucks last week, but, you know, who knows what kind of – if that was just a one-off, you know, it's one game. It's hard to base a decision off that. So with the rest of the way that the Steelers have been playing, you know, I'm going to go with Miami. You know, they haven't really showed anything else the rest of the year or so. I'd say it would have no. just because Tom Brady's washed. Tom Brady's the worst train. Well, I, I mean, that still doesn't explain the 20 points that the defense gave up. But. <laughs> I don't really think it's Tom Brady's fault. I think they just played really bad. I just like the Tom Brady crap. Even though I am a big Tom Brady fan myself, but... He is the GOAT. We're also... Yeah, we're also meme lords. We have to take our opportunities when we get them. Yeah, right. All right, what do we got next? All right, Monday, Monday night, night football. football. ESPN: The Bears going up to Foxborough to take on Zappy oh, and the Patriots. Dear Christ, is that how you say his name? Zappy. Zappy hour, baby. Dude's been playing great the last two weeks since he took over for uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones, he might be coming again. back this week. You know, it's he's he's getting close to coming off a uh, coming off his high ankle sprain. Um, but you know what? I mean, I think as good as 
Zappy's been playing, you know, even if Mac Jones is available, you at least got to start him. If he plays bad, you know, maybe make an adjustment at halftime, put him in. But, you know, the Patriots defense has really stepped up these last couple weeks, you know, only allowed 15 points to the Browns. Um, shut out Detroit the week before, you know, and offense is starting to come alive. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, zappy hour, baby. I'm going with New England. Yeah, it was it was fun seeing the Patriots uh, throw the ball downfield. I feel like they just don't haven't done that since Tom Brady left, and he Zappy completed a bunch of really nice balls over you know fifteen twenty yards downfield. Ramondre Stevenson had his coming out party, and with uh, Harris out, ran the ball all over that Browns defense, just really killed him. But yeah, they the the Patriots. I don't know his name. He was a I think he was a mid round cornerback selection. It's looking like uh, good old Bilicek might have found another uh, gem there at corner in the late rounds. I can't remember. And Hunter Henry, their tight end, has really started playing well. You know, I watched the Patriots a lot last year. Um, Hunter Henry, I kind of noticed him making some good plays last year, and I was like, I think if he develops another year or two, he could be really good. Um, And he's... You know, he caught a touchdown pass this last weekend well, yeah. against Cleveland, and he's really starting to ball out too. You know, he's becoming a, a know, prime he was, target. He was good with the Chargers. He just couldn't stay on the field. And it's looking like he's, you know, not injured playing. And when he plays, he's a good tight end. So, yeah. yeah Patriots all Jacoby the Myers has been getting catches. I forget their new rookie receiver's name, but he's actually playing well. You know, Bill Belichick actually decided to draft a decent receiver for once, and it's really really paid off for him. Well, the last the last first round uh, receiver they took, I can't think of his name, but I think the Bears the Bears have him. And I think they just activated him. I think he'll be making. Yeah, his, uh, he didn't debut with the. Bears. Yeah, I can't think Bears, of his name uh, either. But yeah, it was he was just not a good. Good fit with New England. I can't for the life of me think they could have had. They could have had DK Metcalf. I know, dude. They could have had Metcalf. But uh, yeah, the Bears. There's nothing to talk about with the Bears. They suck. They're not good. They're bad. Which it really sucks because I don't mind Justin Fields, but the problem I think with Chicago is that you know when teams bring in a quarterback like Fields, like I remember a few years ago when Baltimore brought in Lamar Jackson, they had Joe Flacco. When Lamar Jackson started playing, they changed the whole offense to fit his style. Chicago's not doing that. Chicago wants Justin Fields yeah, to be was... a pocket passer, and that's not what Fields is. Yeah, that guy's yeah, name he's... was Nikhil Harry. There you go, Nikhil so, Harry. Yeah, that receiver. He Yeah, that was an absolute <laughs> terrible fit in New England, dude. Oh, my goodness, it was so bad. But in, until until Chicago wises up and starts to change their offensive playbook, Fields isn't going to do anything. They want him to be a pocket passer. Like I think he has had like statistically, when it comes to time, you know, in the pocket to throw, he's leading the NFL. He like takes an average of almost four seconds to pass the ball, and he's not a pocket passer. When he runs, no, they, and especially going up against good. New England's defense, that has been playing well the last couple of weeks. You know, I don't, I don't think that they're going to have much of a chance. No, 
I think the Manning cast is back this week, so Peyton and Eli will have a fun oh, time with the Bears. I was I was hoping that that was going to be on this week, but it wasn't, unfortunately. They took the last two weeks Peyton off. Roast the, roast the hell out of his old team. Yeah, it would have been fun to watch. Well, all right, that wraps up all, right. all the picks for Week 7. And honestly, we didn't we didn't go against each other on hardly any games this week. We went against each other on the Commanders and the Packers game because Todd took the Packers and Reese, me and you took the Commanders. And other than that, we're flush every single game with each other. So we're all either going to do really well this week or really, really, really bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm looking to be, I mean, what is it, 13 and 0? This week, so we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We when it see. when it comes to news in the NFL, really the only news that's even worth talking about would be the Panthers trading away um, disgruntled receiver Robbie after not even twenty four hours after an altercation on the sideline with their head coach. The fire cell has begun in Carolina, and we'll see. Uh, who else ends up getting shipped out of town? Yeah. I think in the coming weeks we're going to see DJ Moore, maybe Christian McCaffrey. Was that any better? Oh, no, that was still just as loud. <laughs> that, that one was loud. <laughs> I heard that one. Oh, man, I tried to hold it out and everything. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, it's it not really hardly any news to talk about in the NFL world. In the NASCAR world, though, there was some serious drama in the race this week. There was some heat. There was some heat. Yeah, and you know it's heat when I know about it because I didn't watch the race or anything like that, but it was all over my Instagram. I know about it. And my Facebook this week, dude. It was bad. Good old bubble. Yeah, I didn't didn't see the crash at first. I just saw them two fighting after the race, but then I saw the crash about a couple hours later. And I can understand why Carl Larson was pissed. Wallace just absolutely took him out of the race, and it was absurd. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, you know I watch every race, so I was watching it when it happened. Um, And so what happened was Kyle Larson and Bubba Wallace were racing side by side. Um, Larson was on the inside. Uh, Bubba Wallace was up on the outside. And the funny thing is you go look at the replay. They didn't even make contact. But what happened was when you race that close, the aerodynamics of the car can really throw each other off when you're that close side by side. So that's kind of what happened. Kyle Larson got really close up to Bubba Wallace, kind of took the air off the rear of his car. You know, it snapped around on him a little bit, and he got into the wall. You know, I mean, I like Bubba Wallace, but he is kind of known in the NASCAR community for being a bit of a hothead. And so he retaliated and just went right down to the inside of the racetrack and took Kyle Larson out. Spun him straight into the wall, and... It took them both out, and one thing that sucked is uh, Christopher Bell, who's still one of the championship contenders, got caught up in that and got eliminated from the race, and I think this happened around lap 60, so he didn't get hardly any points towards advancing to the championship four. Um, but anyway, after you know they both spun out into the grass after they both hit the wall and whatnot, and Bubba Wallace came over to Kyle Larson and shoved him about four or five times, um, you know, Pretty hard. Bubba Wallace is a big guy. 
Kyle Larson, not so much. He's pretty small, you know, only five foot six, five foot seven. Bubba Wallace is over six feet tall. You know, he's a pretty big dude. You can tell he works out. He's a pretty active dude. And so, yeah, he was shoving Kyle Larson all around the place. And it wasn't a good look for him. You know, like I said, he's been in a few run-ins before. Um, I remember several years ago when he was still driving for uh, Richard Petty Motorsports at the time, um, him and Alex Bowman, the driver of the 48 for Hendrick Motorsports, um, they got into a little bit of it, a little bit of a disagreement at the Charlotte Roval. I think this was in 2018 or 2019. I'm not sure. But uh, after the race, Bubba Wallace went and took a bottle of water and threw it all over Alex Bowman. And I think he got fined for that. I couldn't tell you for sure. But yeah, it wasn't exactly a good look for him this weekend either. You know, and especially for Christopher Bell, you know, got taken out in an incident he had nothing to do with, and that really affected his championship standings. He's down to eighth now, so well below the cutoff line. But in other words, Joey Logano won the race, um, race in Las Vegas, so automatically punches his ticket uh, to compete for the championship in Phoenix here in three weeks, so still three more spots available. Um Chase Elliott, you know, obviously I'm wearing the shirt, but my favorite driver didn't exactly do too great. He ended up finishing 21st, so not a great week for that. But next week, um, they're heading down to Homestead, Miami, Speedway. Um, you know, should be a fairly interesting race. I mean, it always is now. You know, Homestead, Miami, for the longest time, was the last race of the year. And when they had that old playoff format, you know, that almost always the championship was a lock um, for whoever was going to be the champion that year. But now that they've implemented this new playoff format, even when it was the last race of the of the playoffs up until like two, three years ago, it, w- it became a lot more exciting of a race. So should be a good race. Um, you know, Joey Logano's already advanced. Uh, Chase Elliott, he's kind of hit or miss there at Miami. Just depends on the year. Denny Hamlin, you know, you can never count him out. He's been fairly good at Miami in past years. So we'll see, you know, we'll go into that race and then go to the cutoff race at Martinsville where, you know, Denny Hamlin's won there several times. Chase Elliott's won there before. So exciting. Only three races left this year before we decide who the champion's going to be. So Looking forward to it. It's always exciting playoff racing. So, yeah. Um, I think I'm just gonna. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is Kurt Busch announced his retirement from full time racing this weekend. Um, he was involved in a crash at Pocono earlier this summer, and he's been out with a concussion ever since. And he announced his retirement. He was a 2004 Cup Series champion great racer you know one of the bush brothers and fun fact he's the last active full-time active racer that ever raced with dale earnhardt so it's kind of an end of an era that's that's wild because dale earnhardt passed away in what 2003 february 18th 2001 yeah all right peace one years ago. That's a long time ago. Yeah, but uh, real quick, 
just going to touch on the, the MLB postseason real quick. Since the last game of the division series, sorry, division series was today, and the Yankees pulled it out and beat the Guardians in game five. And Aaron Judge kind of pulled it out a little bit for him today. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton hit a home run, and Aaron Judge also hit a home run and advanced to the American League Championship Series going up against the Houston Astros. And then I think another the, the national side of the league is kind of a little bit surprising so far this year. San Diego beating the best team in the league this year in L.A., the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then they're going to be playing Philadelphia in the American League Championship Series after the Phillies beat the Braves. Actually, the, the, the backwards. Imagine yeah, National League. how how much fire there will be in that city if the Phillies win the World Series and then the Eagles do anything this year. That's true. That'd be great. That city will burn down. Oh, yeah, it was... It, oh, yeah. But it was really surprising to see the Phillies come along and beat the defending World Series champions in the Atlanta Braves. So, going into the, the championship series, I think we're going to have a good matchup in the Phillies at San Diego. And then... I really don't think – I think the Yankees are going to take that Astros unless the trash throws come back and start cheating again in another <laughs> World Series. That Yankees game that was played today, that was, wasn't that supposed to be played last night? Yeah. It got uh, rained out or something? Yeah, there was inclement weather in New York last night. And I saw something on Instagram today that the MLS game continued to play even though the Yankees game was postponed. And I'm like, hey, you can play soccer in the rain. You can't play baseball in the rain. It's completely different. Especially such an important game. You know, that's yeah. that's game five of the, uh, you know, the ALDS. You don't want to be playing in a downpour like that, you know. It's such an important game. You want as optimal weather as possible, and I think they made the right call with postponing it until today. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And I'm glad, as much as I don't like the Yankees, I mean, 26 rings and all that crap. I'm glad to see that they beat the PC Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> I know I touched on that last week. I hate that name. Such a cookie cutter, back of the cereal box, Little League sports team name. Yeah. I hate it. It's ridiculous. All right. I yeah. think we've touched about on everything that we can go over this week. Recently, I mean, NBA started out today, but. Oh, yeah, we should touch on yeah. the NBA. Yep. Jay Crowder is well, not currently on the Phoenix Suns opening day roster. What's little, that, Reese? little drama with old Jay Crowder. The, the Warriors did end up winning. Uh, they beat the Lakers, and then the Celtics beat the Sixers. Um, but I haven't seen anything because the Warriors game just ended as we were doing this. So I don't know how well everyone played. Um, and then, you know, the Celtics beating the Sixers, two of the best teams in the East, duking it out in opening night. Uh, it was a decently close game, I think. Um, yeah, 126-117, nine-point game. And then the Warriors beating the Lakers, 123-109. to um, No no real drama, you know, just some of the two of the best teams in the East face each other, two of the better teams in the West facing each other. So, yeah, but yeah that's... You know, 
the whole drama with Jay Crowder still going on. I don't know why they haven't traded him. No. Uh, at this point. So. <laughs> there's there's about, really nothing also, else going on in NBA. Talk about Jordan Poole securing a bag after getting punched in the face by Draymond Green. That man secured his money. I don't remember yeah. the exact Yeah, numbers, he but did. It was like four years, uh, like a hundred and four years, one forty. One forty. Yeah. You know, this is just I think this is going towards a road where Draymond Green is just not gonna get paid because they just they just have so much money in Curry, Thompson, Andrew Wiggins they re sign and pool that they're really not gonna have money for Draymond, but I I don't think they want to pay Draymond the money he wants. I wouldn't no, he's I he's not he's not as good as he was. He wants and to get obviously, paid like, you know, he wants to get paid by Curry and Thompson, but he's not nearly as good as those two players. No, I mean, with all three of those guys being hurt amazing. last year, but I mean, look at last year when all of them were hurt in a rotation. Who did they like? They suffered the most when Thompson and Curry were hurt. You know, it wasn't that big of a deal for them when Draymond was hurt. Like he's, is he a good fit to the puzzle to win championships? Yes, but honestly, he's about. You know, he's the weakest link in the chain when it comes to those other guys, like Thompson and you know, Curry. They get, they get James Wiseman back this year. Yeah. You know, they, they were hurting at center, at center because of the injuries and stuff. But James, James Wiseman is back this year. He played really good in the preseason. He's a big center that can shoot the ball. So, you know, is there really a need for Draymond? He can't really shoot anymore. His last, you know, couple years, his three-point shots going down. He's still a great defender, and he's a leader when, uh, you know, he's not punching his teammates in the face. But they don't need a leader. They have plenty of leaders in that locker room. No, they have plenty um, of leaders in that locker room already. Yeah, I think this might be his last year in Golden State. Uh, I think they might look to maybe part ways with him in the off season via trade and. He he, I think he th- seems to think so too, because I think he was talking uh, about his want to play with the Lakers and uh, LeBron James. So we'll see what happens. But we we'll shall see. see. If you guys are good. We'll we'll hit this spinner and we'll let's uh, have the wheel of fortune, baby. Let's get after it. this we week's go. draft. Let's see what we got. We got, if it'll ever stop spinning. All right, we got favorite athletes, any sport, maximum of two per sport. All right, how many picks do we get for this one? I think, I think we'll we do, were we'll do the this, initial five. We we do, yeah, I think we decided we would do five and then an honorable mention. All right, five honorable mention, only two from the same sport. Okay. Yeah. So I think this week we'll go for the rotation. Todd, you'll go first. I'll go second. Reese, you go third. All right, well, easy number one for me is Jeff Gordon. Shocker. You could have taken him in the fifth round. What are you talking about? Yeah, neither one of us were going to take him. It it doesn't matter. It's your number one. Like, to me, that was my number one. Growing up from, like, I first started watching NASCAR when I was nine years old, and Jeff Gordon retired when I was, like, 20. Like, 
you know, he was my favorite because that was for the longest time. You know, it still is. I'd still rather watch NASCAR over football. It's my favorite favorite thing to watch, favorite sport to follow, favorite thing to be involved in. I've been to like seven or eight NASCAR races. You know, I that's the one thing I buy autograph memorabilia in is NASCAR. I have a huge diecast car collection. Like I've met Jeff Gordon before. And so, yeah, it's, it's easy for me. Just Jeff Gordon was my all-time favorite athlete to watch. Nice, nice. All right. All right. What says you, Trev? Number one overall pick for me, probably, I got to go with Barry Bonds. I mean, yeah, home run king, nice. can't go wrong there. The home run king of the MLB, even though, you know, he's the Peds and everything like that, he was a part of the steroid era in baseball. This is the best era in baseball. That was the best era in baseball ever. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Jose Canseco, those guys just absolutely (laughs) nuking baseballs out of the stadium every week. It was incredible. And you can't I hate that, that the fact that people dog on Barry Bonds like he was only good because he used steroids. You're not a seven-time MVP in the league just by hitting home runs. He was an amazing baseball player before he started taking steroids, and it—I mean, obviously it made him better, but he was still. You have to have talent. Touched if, yeah. if if I took a shitload talent. of steroids, I'm not going to make it to the MLB. I'm not good. No. You know, yeah, you, you have, have to, to have, have the talent to make it to the MLB. I mean, you hop on steroids or PEDs, and they're obviously they're going to make it better. But he was still a really gifted player before he even touched that stuff. I mean, yeah, he's undeniable home run king. I don't care if, if it's about the steroids thing. He still hits over 750 home runs. Look, man. I can't hear you in my headphones. Dingers. I can hear you perfectly fine. I think you're getting picked up off mine. Yeah, I think you're getting picked up off mine. I'm pro steroids and athletes. Like, you want to see how fast somebody can run? Let them dope. You want to see how fast they're far they can throw a ball? Let them dope. I am very pro steroids in sports. I think it would be so much more fun to watch. Bolt on steroids, man. Usain Bolt can run almost 30 miles per hour without it. Imagine, like, the XFL coming out this year and just – Everybody's on steroids. Like, Dude, I, it'd be so much more fun to watch. Like, WWE, man. You know, that's half the fun of WWE. They're all doped up and super big. All, right? So Dude, steroids. like, <laughs> I want to see an offensive line in the NFL where everyone looks like Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> like, <laughs> at center, you got Ronnie Coleman. Right guard, you got Jay Cutler. <laughs> linebacker Arnold Schwarzenegger like I want to see that let him dope man it'd be so fun to watch yeah it would all right be. all right Reese let's talk to you for your first pick uh I think I'm gonna go with Drew Brees Drew yeah, Brees yeah, yeah. uh I probably could guess that for legend legend I mean you know, a lot of people probably don't rank him that high in the quarterback rankings, but I think he's, you know, he's definitely top 10 all time, maybe top five, maybe. Depends I on mean, who you ask, I think. Yeah. Take I mean, him over Dan Marino. He's anyway. not. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's not the best of all time. You know, that's you know, you got your Brady's, your Mannings, your Joe Montana's, but I think he's he's really up there. Um, I mean, what didn't Drew Brees do? He started his career in San Diego. You know, didn't look too great. Ended up getting hurt. Uh, what did you say? MVP. I know he got robbed so many times. It's it's really sad he never won at least one. But, you know, he goes to New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. You know, a franchise that hadn't been good. You know, it never really had uh, a great roster. had never really been a team that people considered Super Bowls. Uh, you know, in just a couple short seasons, won Super Bowl in 09, beating Peyton Manning. Um, I mean, the dude has, I think, four or five 5,000-yard passing seasons. He kind of was the beginning Most of that passing offense. Yeah. You know, it'll be broken eventually, you know, but he kind of was the beginning of that pass first offense. You know, he, he made a lot of great, great teams better. Uh, a lot of receivers uh, that no one really knew or believed in, you know, he, he kind of the Tom Brady thing where he made receivers a lot better when they played with him. You know, the last couple of years of his career were riddled with injuries or else he might have been able to put up a little bit more of a fight against Brady in the passing yardage and passing touchdowns. But, you know, to finish your career second all time behind consider what a lot of people consider the best quarterback of all time, I think it's a pretty good, you know, career. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, you know, New Orleans is my For team. Sure. and. Mm-hmm. He kind of, you know, he was the quarterback there when I started paying attention to football, and I got to watch most of his career. I didn't watch his San Diego career. I wasn't interested in football then, but I saw essentially his entirety of his career in New Orleans, and, you know, he was the best player on a lot of really good teams. So, yeah. All right, back to me. So with my number two pick, um, I'm going to go with the GOAT, Tom Brady. Yeah, so, one yeah, Tom Brady. Um, I remember the first year that I started watching football and I was kind of old enough to pay attention to it was the year that they beat Donovan McNabb and the Eagles in Super Bowl 39. And, you know, we live in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska, and, you know, the Cornhuskers are king here. You know, a lot of people really pay attention to college sports where we live a lot more than they do pro sports. So I remember they won that Super Bowl, and I remember everybody talking about Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And so that really piqued my interest in football, and, you know, he was really the only player I knew at the time. So I was like, I don't know, I guess I'll look into Tom Brady and the Patriots, and then they've been my favorite team ever since then. And, you know, I mean, you know, when somebody's your favorite player in second grade and they're still playing – when you're 26 years old, you know, that's amazing <laughs> that to get to the watch them for that long, game. you know? Yeah. I mean, to see him win that first Super Bowl, I mean, you know, I was devastated when they lost the giants those two years in the Super Bowl and whatnot, but yeah, I remember but, we all watched that game. That was a surprise. Yeah, I, I know. I didn't go watch that one with you. I was living in California at the time. But, yeah, you know, I mean, over those years where, you know, it, 
the Patriots being so good, they were on primetime football all the time, getting to watch Tom Brady almost. You know, even here in the middle of Nebraska, you still got to watch Tom Brady play seven, eight, nine, ten times a year. And, you know, they were so good, you know, getting to see them. Him win four rings after that, you know, three with New England and then one with the Buccaneers. You know, the Patriots are still my favorite team, but I do own a, a Bucks jersey from Tom Brady, a Tom Brady Bucks jersey, you know, I mean. And to see him playing still, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, he's always been my favorite NFL player, probably always will be. So that's pick number two is yeah. the GOAT, Tom Brady. Yeah, I got to go – I gotta go back to baseball because this guy is probably my—he's probably my favorite athlete of all time, and that would be Buster Posey. Oh, that's a good one. For the New York Giants, and I think when I really started following baseball was in two thousand nine, the year that he got drafted, and I was—I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. Can't tell by my first two picks to the greats of the San Francisco Giants, <laughs> and to getting to see him behind the plate winning three championships, three World Series with the Giants, creating the dynasty from 2012 to 2014 with the Giants, which is absolutely amazing. And he's just an absolutely stand-up guy and an amazing baseball player. I mean, he's a seven-time All-Star three-time World Series champion. He was the NL MVP in 2012. He's the Rookie of the Year, Gold Glove winner, Silver Slugger winner multiple times. Just an amazing baseball player. And he's really what got me into professional baseball. And at the time when I was really watching him, I was still playing baseball at the time. Really, really was into baseball. And this is just my favorite athlete ever. Nobody will probably ever be able to pass Buster Posey for me. And I was so upset to see him retire last year. He's only 35, I mean, which for a catcher is pretty old because, I mean, it's the most difficult position on a baseball field. But, he had no knees. Yeah. It's amazing <laughs> to get to watch his whole career. Yeah. You know. You were just talking about players that got you into baseball. Drew Brees and another guy I'll pick here shortly got me into football. But this player really got me into basketball and my love for basketball, and that's that's Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, I remember for the longest time I didn't want to watch basketball. I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, you know, but it was the same for football. I didn't really enjoy it until I was a lot older. I think I was in like middle school when I started really liking football and it was, it was almost until high school when I started really paying attention to basketball, but the Thunder is my favorite team. Russell Westbrook's my favorite player. Um, watching him in his OKC days. I mean, especially early OKC days, you know, with that snake, Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, James Harden, um, Pendrick Kirkins. I don't like Pendrick Kirkins, but, you know, his early days, he was just an amazing slasher. He could finish around the rim. You weren't stopping him if he had a full head of steam. Defensively, he was amazing. I mean, easy to get steals, played really good defense. Um, 
you know, he'll end his career really, really, really high on the triple double list. Um, you know, but to me, there is, he is, yeah, I'm saying he's going to get a lot of space. I mean, between him and the next person. Um, I don't think anybody will ever beat his record. No, and I think a lot of people, a lot of people, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I know we've talked about it before. It's like he is one of the most disrespected superstars of all time. Everybody absolutely hates on Brody all the time. And it's like he's one of the greatest to ever play the game. And I don't get the disrespect. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. I mean, he he leaves. He, you know, his heart is on his sleeve when he's on the court. You know, you can tell. I mean, he he gives 100% effort every play. He doesn't take a playoff. You know, his triple doubles, a lot of people call it stat padding, but man, you know, look at the, you know, he had a couple years after Kevin Durant left where offensively it was him, you know, Serge Ibaka, you know, he, he's always a great defender, but he didn't score a lot. It was the beginning of Steven Adams, career. Victor Oladipo was his number two. Like he really had to put, go out there and score and he get his teammates open to get good looks. He had to play like that for his team to Yeah, he, you know, he, he had to drop 30 and 15 a night. Yeah, and that's that's the rebound thing. I mean, have we ever seen a point guard that can rebound like what Russell Westbrook? The answer is no. Yeah, six foot ten, but Magic Johnson was six foot nine, though. Oh, whatever. You know, same same difference. But you know, when when Westbrook's on the court, he's a leader. Um, I don't know how well he played tonight. I don't know how long he's going to be in LA. Uh, I know Oklahoma would welcome him back with open arms, but I, I honestly can't think of a player outside of maybe LeBron when you look at his prime who is more exciting to watch than Westbrook. I mean, his dunks, you know, he I don't know. It was just insane watching him play, and I'm really happy that I got to see the prime of his career playing with Oklahoma. Yeah. All right. Number three, Todd. Third round. This All right. starts getting fuzzy. I can't really predict your picks anymore. Yeah, well, I'm going to use my second NASCAR pick. Uh, we're going to go with <laughs> Chase Elliott, man. You know, flag the shirt real quick? Yeah, or? right, Chase Elliott. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, Chase Elliott is the son of Hall of Fame NASCAR driver Bill Elliott. Um, Bill Elliott won the championship back in, like, 88, 89. Um, Bill Elliott also set the fastest qualifying lap in NASCAR history, where his average speed for that lap was over 212 miles an hour. Um, but yeah, Chase Elliott, he uh, he burst on the cup scene in 2016. He took over driving the 24 car uh, for Jeff Gordon after he retired. Um, drove that for two seasons, then switched over to the number nine because um, that's what his, his dad raced, the number nine, so it's a family tradition thing. But, yeah, Chase Elliott's been my favorite driver ever since Jeff Gordon retired back in 2015. And, you know, the first couple seasons were a little rough. You know, he started racing in 2016, didn't get his first win until 2018. Um, and then in that time, I think he finished second like seven times before he got his first win. Um, it's actually a shirt I'm wearing first wind shirt, Watkins Glen. Let me move my hair here. August 5th, 2018. Um, 
But yeah, he uh, he's made the playoffs every year that he's been in the Cup Series. Um, he won the 2020 um, Cup Series champion championship. Um, you know, he wins multiple races every year. You know, even if he retired now, he'd still be a Hall of Fame driver. Just you know, he's got 17 wins, which yeah. is you know more than you know. I think there's been like close to 700 drivers that have raced in Cup Series history, and I think he's like already up in the top 50 at wins. Um, you know, and made the championship four last year. Um, didn't win, unfortunately, but he's favored to win this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, as you can tell, I've got a fucking number nine tattoo on my arm. Uh, so yeah, I don't think there's, there it was. Yeah. Let me, let me flex the 24 for you a little bit too. There you go. Got the Jeff Gordon tattoo. About, I was talking about our F-bomb. Oh yeah. I already, I, I said it. I said it when we were talking oh, about the you? Giants. You guys didn't catch it. Yeah. I got excited oh, about Danny Quarters again. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Quarters gets me excited. Oh, man. But, yeah. I know. I get all I get all amped up talking about NASCAR. I can't, can't control it. But, yeah. So, Chase Elliott, I mean, he's been my favorite driver since 2016. And, you know, he's been competitive every year. Even those first two years he didn't win, like I said, finished second multiple times. And then he gets multiple wins. He's up to five already this year, most of any driver favored to win the championship. And, you know, that really kind of – he really kind of kept me involved in NASCAR because after Jeff Gordon, like, retired, a lot of those other guys did that I was – you know, grew up watching, like, three years in a row, like – Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Tony Stewart, you know, Jamie McMurray, all those guys that, you know, I really grew up watching all retired. And so, you know, it was kind of that weird transition period where I was like, oh, man, I don't really know a whole lot of drivers here. But, you know, I picked Chase Elliott to be my new favorite driver just because, you know, of his dad and then he took over for Jeff Gordon. And he really kind of kept me involved in NASCAR and he's been my favorite driver ever since competitive he he's a contender to win every week so you know real fun to watch nice <laughs> nice 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 yeah <laughs> all right so since i'm out of picks for the mlb because i kind of filled this whole list up with players strictly just from the mlb i i'm going to switch up and go to the nfl I'm going to go with this guy. Some people might know him named Champ Bailey. He <laughs> was a quarterback, cornerback on the Denver Broncos from 2004 to 2013. And when I first started really getting into football and, you know, realized that the Denver Broncos were going to be my favorite team, he was at the time one of the, if not the best cornerbacks in the league. I mean, he was three-time first-team All-Pro, 12-time Pro Bowler, NFL interceptions leader once. I mean, just he's in the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame. And just he was such an exciting player to watch. The way he covered the field, the way he laid, he would just lay people out too. He would just go out there and play football like a, like a madman. And he was probably the player 
on the Denver Broncos that really got me started watching and following the NFL. Because at the time, I mean, the Broncos didn't have a, a ton of talent. I mean, they had Brandon Marshall playing receiver. They had John Lynch for the last few years of his career. But they didn't have a ton of super superstars at the time. That's smoking Jay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just... Champ Bailey was absolutely incredible to watch. And he was the person that got me involved in football. And that's why we can do this podcast and talk about the NFL so much. It's because we all had a player like Champ Bailey for me that got us into football or like Drew Brees for Reese or Tom Brady for Todd that just drew us into the NFL. And that was who that was for me. Brace yourself, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to watch it and get ready to open it again. All right, Reese, who's your number three? I'm going to use my last pick of the NFL, and I'm going to pick a running back, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. Um, you know, if it wasn't for Drew Brees, yeah, as soon as you said running back, I knew who it was. If it, if it wasn't Drew Brees, uh, you know, it was Maurice Jones-Drew. He really got me into the NFL. Um, I think initially it was because his name was Maurice, and that's pretty close to Mauricio. And then watching him play, I mean, the dude was like 5'9", 5'10", 230 pounds. Dude was a bowling ball. I mean, he was, you know, good size for an NFL running back. He used to run all over. Jacksonville was not a great team when he was there. And he always played good, had good seasons, ran the ball hard. Um, I'm going to keep my picks nice and simple because we're running pretty close on our time, really. So that's all I got to say about MJD, but I love MJD. Love that man. I'm honestly surprised none of you guys took this one, but with my number four pick, I'm going to go with Danny Woodhead. Oh, what? How did I forget yeah, about So for, I'm sure a lot of you guys don't know, we all went to the same high school, and Danny Woodhead, um, he was a running back for the Patriots, and he caught a touchdown pass in Super Bowl 46 from Tom Brady. And he was real popular for a couple of years. But he went, he went to our high school, um, didn't receive any D1 offers, uh, played at Shattern State College, which I don't remember. Is it Division Two or Division Three? Two. It is two. He won the uh, Harlan Hill Trophy, which is basically the Division Two Heisman two years in a row. Uh, only one other player has ever done that. Um, signed as an undrafted free agent to the Jets in like 2008 and 2010, the Patriots picked knocks. him up. He pl- yeah, he uh, you know balled out and is considered to be one of the best receiving backs in the league in league history. So met him a couple times. You know, we live in a pretty small town, so I mean, see him around every now and then. But yeah, yeah, super exciting, especially like- for me. The Patriots were my favorite team. And, you know, at the height where they were, Super Bowl forty six, top of their game, you know, it was awesome, you know, to see a kid that went to your high school balling out with your favorite team in the Super Bowl. So that's my number four pick. I feel like a, a lot of people from uh, MP have, you know, stories about Woodhead because, I mean, everyone kind of knew who he was. It's everyone went to church everybody. with him or went to high school. Yeah, everyone his knew. Dad coached, his dad was a teacher at the school. Yeah, his dad was like our high school girls basketball my, coach. 
He was my grade school gym teacher, so everyone yeah. kind of yeah. has that story. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number four pick, I'm going back to football, but I'm not going to the NFL. I'm going to college, and I'm going to go with one of the greatest Husker players of all time in Indomitian Sioux. There you go. That man was a force on the field for Nebraska. College Sioux. College Sue. NFL Sue. I mean, he was a good player. He, to be fair, NFL Sue was a really good player. But yeah, college. Yeah. NFL oh, Sioux, for sure. He was still a great player, but not like he was in college. When he was in college, that man was a force of nature. His senior year, he was a finalist for the Heisman. He was third in yeah. the finalist for the Heisman as a. There's a reason he tackle. went second overall. Yeah. Yeah. He had more blocked field goals than a lot of teams did. He had a, he had more sacks than a lot of teams did. Yeah, absolutely manhandled Colt McCoy in the Big Twelve Championship that Nebraska should have won. But yeah, we'll but get just, into that a yeah, different time. I remember, I remember driving up to Lincoln a few times and going to the Husker games and getting to see him play in person it was just absolutely incredible. Getting to watch him play against the Wisconsin Badgers when. Russell Wilson was the quarterback at the time, too. Yeah. <laughs> just, he was an absolute monster on the field for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And just, I remember just watching games every weekend and all of us just rooting, yelling, Sue, the big man on the field. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. It was great. All right, Reese, you got number four. All right. How do I, f- yeah. Uh, I don't think you guys are going to even expect me to get these two. Um, my number four, I'm going to go with a combat fighter out of the USC, Nate Diaz. Um, how oh, I, there you go. Not so much anymore, but I, I used to watch USC a lot. And Nate Diaz was my favorite fighter. There's another guy that will be my next pick. Um, but, I mean, it, it's just something about him going in to the octagon and just taunting his opponents the way he did and then just knocking them out. Um, you know, he just had his final fight in the UFC and he won, which surprised yeah. a lot of people. You know, he had two fights against McGregor. He should have won both of them. I think he he either knocked or tapped him out once and then McGregor won by decision, which was horseshit. But I won't talk about how much I hate that man. But Nate Diaz and his brother Nick's really cool too. But, you know, getting, you know, going after the fight in front of the press and media, smoking his wee pen and, you know, telling the USC to suck it. I love care that he's just a menace. Tweet, just makes me laugh. Even just when he's out in public. Not even, like, when he's yeah. fighting for the USC. Like, this video is him online just being an absolute menace. Yeah, it's great. It's funny to watch. It's hilarious. I love him. I love him. But, yeah, for the sake of time, I won't go any, any deeper into that. I'll let Todd take his next yeah. pick. All right, so my uh, my fifth overall pick would be Steve Nash. Um, like you guys said, he was really the player that got me into basketball. Um, the Suns are my favorite team um, when it comes to NBA. And, you know, back then, Steve Nash was – I started watching basketball probably in 06, 07, you know, so he was coming off his back-to-back MVP seasons, you know, still at the top of his game. Um you know, they went to the Western Conference Finals that one year and lost to, lost to the Lakers the year that Kobe won his last ring. 
Um, so, you know, he was just always fun to watch. You know, I really enjoyed one of the best point guards of all time. So, it's really he was really the guy that got me into basketball, watching it, you know, one of the best of all time, best free throw shooter of all time. So, that's number five for me. Let's see. I'd have to say number five for me is going to have to be Michael Phelps. Oh, there you go. I vividly remember watching those 2008 Olympics when he won those gold medals at our old house that we used to live in before we moved up to BFE. Yeah, right. And I just vividly remember that for some reason and seeing him absolutely dominate the best swimmers in the world and watching him barely win one of those gold medals by like a quarter of a second, maybe. And just one of the greatest athletes of all time. I mean, the most Olympic gold medals in history. The man was absolutely insane when he was in his prime. Yeah, best of all time. Oh, probably the only swimmer I can name. So, yeah. I maybe uh, can name like pick? two more. I can't. Fifth pick, like I said. I'm this week's Mister Irrelevant. Uh, Anderson Silva. Oh, there you go. Hey, watch out for him in that Jake Paul fight coming up. <laughs> Zach, I forgot. He might win. Um, he is, you know, he might have a chance. So who knows? Um, but Anderson Silva, before he broke his leg, was a dominant force. I mean, he had so many great fights against so many great uh, UFC legends. But like I said, for the sake of time, I'm not going to go too far into it. But just the way he fought, you know, the spider was, he had this style that I don't think is really, I haven't seen another fighter kind of fight with it. He kind of swayed back and forth almost like a boxer and, Never really protected his head, but he didn't really need to. He was knockout power. Yeah, the way he fought, he um, would just sometimes he would have his hands down yeah, in his hips and his knees, and just he would just start ducking, you know, ducking punches. He, yeah, he 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 dodged a lot like a boxer, but man, Silva, yeah. dangerous kicks, head kicks. Can't tell you how many times I've seen him knock somebody out with a head kick, even at close close range. You know, if it wasn't him. For the UFC, it would have been John Jones because that guy was a force before the cocaine. But um, yeah, one of my all-time <laughs> favorites. That coke really got him messed up, though. So Anderson Silva, <laughs> love the guy. Honorable mention, Todd. All right, I have two because my first one was going to be my number five pick before I thought of Danny Woodhead. So my first honorable mention is Nathan McKinnon. Um, NHL player for the Colorado Avalanche, uh, assistant captain, uh, defending Stanley Cup champion. He was the first overall pick back in like 2015. He was also on Trailer Park Boys, which makes me love him even more. Um, he was? Yeah, he was on Trailer Park Boys. It was like one of the last seasons. Yeah, he was on Trailer Park Boys. But, uh, and then my second honorable, honorable mention, and this guy just because he, uh, you know, he was before my time. I never got to actually watch him. Was Dale Earnhardt Sr. Those two, two good picks. What about you, Trev? My honorable mention 
is the man Shaquille O'Neal. There you go. Shaq Diesel. Diesel, man. Can't ever go wrong with some Shaq, man. The only reason he was an honorable mention for me is because I didn't really get to watch him when he was in his prime. We, I kind of caught the later end of his years when he was playing for like the Suns and Cleveland and the Celtics towards the end of his career. I didn't get to see him dominate with Kobe and Dwayne Wade when he was uh, winning championships. In his prime. And then I think the main reason he's like my honorable mention is I did get to watch him play, but everything that he's done post-career. Got to watch Shaq versus. That man is an absolute (laughs) comedian. And he is one of the funniest people I've ever seen. Shaq versus, like we talked about in like last episode or the first episode we did. And just all the commercials that just crack me up and everything he does in the entertainment world now is why he's my honorable mention. Good call. Good call. Yeah. I think for me, my honorable mention definitely has to be Serge Ibaka from the Thunder as well. Ibaka, the shot blocker. In his prime, he was a defensive menace. You know, I would say Kobe here, but for some dumb reason, I spent, you know, the last later ends of his career, for some reason, I spent just hating him. I don't know why. So I didn't really get to appreciate his greatness until maybe his last season or two. Um, but Abaka, I love that man when he played on the Thunder. I was so sad to see him go, but he kind of was the first guy that built this new Thunder organization. The trade that sent him to um, the Magic kind of built, you know, them getting Paul George um, because of the stuff they traded for, the stuff they ended up getting for him. They ended up later trading for Paul George. So, and then Paul George has turned into like seven first round picks for the Thunder. So, he's kind of built the foundation of the new look Thunder. So, love him for that. It's funny you mentioned, like, you know, you didn't. It's funny you mentioned, uh, like, you wish you would have appreciated somebody more, but you spent a lot of time hating him. For me, it was Jimmy Johnson. Like, he won five cup titles in a row, and Jeff Gordon finished second to him like two or three years in a row, and I fucking hated Jimmy Johnson for years, dude. And then, like, 2015, you know, after Jeff Gordon retired, I really started to appreciate it more. And, yeah, kind of the same thing. I was like, man, I wish I would have just not been such a hater. Appreciated his greatness. That's why now I only hate Kevin Durant. So... (laughs) My love can never be restored for that man, for what he did. No. But, no, the snake. But, yeah, I feel like that's a good ending point. I was going to talk about um, the drama that's going on in the sports card world, but maybe I can talk about that next week because we're already at an hour 30, so. Yeah, we better end it while we can. We can talk, we can get into that next, next week. All right, well, it looks like that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning again to this week's episode of the TMT Sports Podcast. Thank you all for watching. See you next week. See you next week.